Hey, welcome to another episode of the Welcome to the Table podcast. My name is Khalil. I'm Jeff. And my name is Sean. And we are your hosts on this podcast where we just explore spiritual disciplines, Christianity as a whole, how to be followers of Jesus in this cultural moment. Our desire is that these conversations around the table would help us to follow Jesus faithfully, sharpen one another, and be more discerning and wise Christians in this current day and age. And we're going to do something a little different, a little special for this episode. We're excited about it. Guys, demonstrate that you're excited. Make some noise or something. Woo! Let me yes! Let's go! Jeff sounded fake, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're so excited. What we wanted to do for this episode is just kind of give you a one, two, three, four, 12 hit punch of resources, books, ideas, things that you could dive in. You know, the summer is kicking off. And that means for many students, you got summer break from school, from high school, college. And uh, for others, just it's a great opportunity to have some intentional time to dive into your faith and exercise some spiritual muscle. Right, Jeff? Come on. It's a great opportunity for you to bulk up, not regress your faith, but to learn some new things, grow in your, your love of God through learning. So don't take off the summer off. Jump in. We've got some resources headed your way that are phenomenal, that we endorse, that we're like, these are incredible. So grab as many from the list that you want, and let's grow this summer. Yes, I'm excited. And you're going to have more. I'm sorry, Khalil. You're going to have more resources that we're giving you than you can read. Yes. This summer. But we want to inundate you with it, though. Yes. And for those crazy book fanatics, buy them all. Um, we are going to yeah. put the links to all of these in the description so you don't have to worry about trying to hunt them down. They are all there and in order of the ones that we mentioned. So uh, to kick us off, I'm going to give us one. We'll just say a little bit of what is the book, maybe the author, and um, we don't even necessarily need to name the author because it'll all be in the, the notes below, but uh, and a quick little what it's about. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off with one because I'm a spiritual disciplines guy and I love exploring the spiritual disciplines. I believe the disciplines are how we put off this worldly life and the flesh and how we put on new life in Christ uh, and submit to his spirit. So one of my favorites is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. And he just does exactly that. He introduces us to a bunch of spiritual disciplines, what it is, why it matters, and easy ways to start practicing it. It's one of my favorites for anyone trying to get an introduction to that. Yeah. And this is going to be just I'll give a, all over the map. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'll also say this, that for those who, uh, whether you're new or you've been listening with us for a long, long time, we just want to continue to encourage, uh, read books like you're going to continue to encourage you to discipline yourself to read even if you don't like reading uh give it a try and in the summer is a really great time to do it. i'm going to give kind of a devotional uh and it's called three mile an hour god by um and his name is is kind of he's a japanese theologian called uh called <laughs> kosuki koyama and basically what he does is he takes the metaphor that we uh can only walk about three miles an hour and he changes, he kind of flips time on its head and helps us to think differently about uh, our pace uh, in life, especially in the West, how to think differently about our walk with God and what that actually entails. And um, it gives a lot about a lot of thoughts on pause and slow and that type of thing. Every chapter is really uh, 
small. It's anywhere from four to four to six pages long or so. And uh, it's a great read to just go devotionally take you into the fall too. I've got one that's kind of actually a one-two punch. Um, it's called How to Pray by Pete Griggs. And it's phenomenal. And there's actually a children's version of this book as well. So I'm walking through that with my daughter right now. It's it's how to pray a, a guide for young explorers. And so we've made a whole prayer map of the Lord's Prayer and she got to design this stuff. And it's just been really fun. And there's um, more than just the book. There's a bunch of free resources um, that that he links to online. So lot if you're if you're stagnant in your prayer life or you just are like, man, I want to grow in this area, you might think, man, this seems a little elementary, but it's not. I promise you, um, as a follower of Jesus that's been following Jesus for a little while, this has been huge. It's been great. It's breathed fresh air into my prayer life, um, just giving me a fresh confidence and the joy of walking along with someone in that, especially my daughter. Huge blessing. So how to pray uh, a normal uh, or a guide for normal people by Pete Griggs is phenomenal. Really good. And just I to reiterate, we haven't necessarily curated this list or these this episode ahead of time we're kind of doing it on the fly but there are some that we uh, have just been really shaped by or really think can be very helpful so if you are wanting to grow in your understanding of the gospel really what is the gospel what does that mean what is it that you believe two simple ones one is really short it is called what is the gospel uh, black cover by nine marks and it's a very quick read that just gives a, a quick punch of what the gospel is Another one I really love is called The Gospel for Real Life. And this book, uh, each chapter actually kind of introduces you to a theological term and what it means for your life, such as justification or, um, or atonement. And so I really like it because these are some foundational truths and some essentials of a Christian life, but that we don't always get. And it's amazing once you have an idea of what the gospel is and some of these uh, really important theological terms, you'll start to read the Bible and listen to sermons all through a whole different lens. So those are, those are yeah. two. If you want to learn about the gospel. There's I've got several dead people in mind right now. I'm just trying to Come decide on, which the better, the better, better, the better, baby. Let's Our go. We need sticker. to be reading dead people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that Being is a good by those who came before us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, C.S. Lewis said it in the forward to um, Athanasius, Athanasius's writings on uh, the Trinity, he said that, uh, I think he said like at least a quarter of your reading, if not, he might've said for, I think he said for every one book you read of a person that's alive, you need to be reading one of somebody who's dead. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a, it's a great thought there, but I, I, I really love Thomas Kelly's becoming a holy uh, Thomas Kelly he writes a book. Um, it's it's uh, actually not. I I said the wrong title. He writes a couple of books, but this this book that he writes is called uh, A Testament of Devotion. He also writes a book called The Eternal Promise. But A Testament of Devotion is pretty cool. It really will just challenge uh, you to see what you're really devoted to, like mm. who you're really devoted to. And, uh, kind of for me personally, when I read, read it, highlighted it, it was, a, I, I read it very slowly. It's an important, it's a, it's a slow burn. It's a slow read. Um, so don't feel rushed. And, uh, 
for me, it just challenged me with um, seeing my relationship with Jesus, uh, seeing some of the holes and some of the, uh, the, the things that I would say I'm actually not devoted to him. I haven't submitted to his authority uh, in my life. Um, you know, so there was several things there that it came to the surface. So testament of devotion. Nice. Jeff, what Thomas you got? Kelly. So I have a one that I read a few years ago that really marked me in a profound way. And it's called God has a name by John Mark Comer. And it focuses in on God introducing himself uh, to Moses in Exodus 34. And we see those attributes carried throughout the rest of scripture. And so uh, it just marked me to see God's character in all of scripture and, and really drilled down on those attributes to really know God himself, to know Yahweh God, not just uh, that I can know him, I can know his attributes. And, and it was just a great uh, kickoff for that. Uh, so God has a name, John Mark Comer, fantastic. That's awesome. Um, yes. Jeff, there's another book by John Mark Comer about rest. You remember what it's called? It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So he does root- another one, though. Oh, go for it. He does. Tell No Lies is another one no. he does. It's Garden City. Garden he talks City. A yep. lot. He's a lot of writer, it's man. Guy is insane. Yeah, he talks a lot about Sabbath, which is my next. I'll get to that. So, but the Ruthless it. Elimination of Hurry, I think, is the one that you're talking about, Clue. Yes. So let's say <laughs> that mean. Um, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer is one about rest, slowing down, and stillness. So if you're feeling busy, you're feeling overhurried, you're feeling anxious, you feel like you're just go, 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 go after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing. That's a great one. Another great one is by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, I'm making sure I'm getting the right book. Yes. Yes. Called uh, Crazy Busy. Read that one on a Christmas break about two years ago. Totally radically changed my life and my my understanding of my busyness and the need to embrace margin as the space where God moves in our lives and transforms us the most. Uh, and so Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, uh, John Mark Comer, Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung, two great ones on rest, slowing down and being free of anxiety, hurriedness, busyness. Those are my a, uh, practical, a practical thought here, Khalil. Hmm. And you guys feel free to chime in on this before I give uh, to, well, one recommendation for sure is uh, if our listeners are feeling uh, up to the challenge, doing a topic or a subject matter uh, focus mm-hmm. for the summer, um, so is there something specifically you want to study? Maybe you've heard an attribute that we've talked mm-hmm. about of God or uh, an ancient practice that we've talked about. Well, grab three or four different resources and really do somewhat of a deep dive over the next three or four months. Definitely. Um, that's just maybe a practical thought that I wanted to drop. And Any I thoughts think, on that? Yeah. I think in the middle of that, what I've noticed is when I string together multiple books on a similar topic. I grow so much deeper on it because I'm seeing it from different angles and perspectives, which is what the table is all about. And my mind is already right. in that gear. So it's easier for me to learn about the topic because I'm already thinking about it. I think that's a really great idea and clarification too, as a, as a challenge for the summer. For sure. Cool. what you Any got book wise? Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll do the book. <laughs> I didn't know. I, 
I just wanted to give both of you guys an opportunity because it was it was a thought that I had. <laughs> but the the book I would say is is called Sabbath by Dan B. Allender, and um, it is a ancient practices series. It's part of that series of books. And uh, Dan B. Allender is a psychologist out of a uh, a graduate school in Seattle area. So he's a Pacific Northwesterner guy. And um, and then a- Joshua Abraham Heschel is a Jewish rabbi who is dead. And um, that book is from a very a Jewish perspective. He was not a Messianic Jew. He was a Jew, not Messianic. And um, but it gives you a really uh, interesting uh, perspective and both those books are named sabbath so subversive okay. sabbath by aj sabota is also fantastic right. just to to chalk one into the sabbath category not that mm-hmm. again this is curated um i got a couple of books by the late great timothy keller to throw in as well and mm-hmm. and love all of his stuff all of his stuff's really really good but these these are two of my favorites and um one is called counterfeit gods and it just mm-hmm. breaks down the, the how simple it is for us to take good things and make them ultimate things and just kind of really targets those gods in our culture. And uh, this, you know, Khalil mentions this word often, but the spirit of the age, he just kind of targets those things and really makes it applicable and how we, uh, we need to resist that. And then another one um, in the same vein of kind of just skepticism, deconstruction, all those lines is the reason for God. And you just really, it's conversational. It's uh, it's gold. It's stuff that's still so applicable uh, today, even now more than ever. So those are a couple of counterfeit gods and the reason for God. It's really good. I like kind of grouping them. I like when you guys share a couple on the same category. I think it's easy to yeah. process. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give three having to do with formation oh. a little bit. One is, the first is, You Are What You Love, The Spiritual Power of Habit by James K.A. Smith. Uh, you don't need to read the whole book. You can, but I, I believe that the first four chapters are essential reading for everyone. really talks about how we're not just uh, brains and knowledge, uh, but we are actually formed by the habits of our heart and that what we love and what we love and what we want most really shapes our lives. And he, he really teaches us to be intentional about the habits that we're practicing and we're forming. Uh, this book totally changed the way I perceive my faith. And then the tag on that I would totally encourage you to read after those four chapters is the common rule, uh, habits of purpose for an age of distraction, uh, by, um, James Whitmill early. Is it James? Justin. Justin. I always, I always do that to him. Uh, sorry, Justin, but the common rule is great. He builds, he builds on this idea of our habits forming us. And then he introduces us to really practical habits. They're not more work to do, but things to embrace in our daily life that help us to resist the influence of the world and also to embrace the life that God has for us. And um, they're really, really, really good, extremely practical. All three of us have read that one and we talk about it all the time. Uh, Really great one there. And then one last one would be The Deeply Formed Life. Uh, This Mm -hmm. book is really good. It's a different vein because it's honestly tackling... um, 
cultural issues and and thoughts that are, are facing our society today around several different things, sexuality being one. And I just think they're a really great framework for living the kingdom out in this day and age. Yeah, that's good. Rich Velotis. Yes. Respect that guy. I really like him. I'm going to throw an outliner. I'm doing it, guys. I'm right. throwing an outliner. outliner. Now, disclaimer. What's that? Another. Keep going. <laughs> okay. These two guys are uh, not Christians, and they are, oh. uh, which makes this book a really, actually kind of a, a cool read, but it's called The Coddling of the American Mind. Mm. And uh, Lake Off, let me get their names. Uh, of course, I'm well, not. It's going to be in the, uh, in the description. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so... Uh, Height and Lakoff are their names. I can't remember their first names. Oh, Greg Lukanoff and then uh, a guy named Height. But it's a fantastic read. If you are a follower of Jesus, uh, just understand they're not coming from a perspective of Christianity. Now, they will they will look and see spirituality as important. Uh, one of them is an atheist, and I think the other one's an agnostic, but they have friends who are Christians and it plays to the very read, the, the very book that they're writing, um, that uh, they, they, they really push hard for, uh, they push hard against safe spaces in universities. They push hard against uh, the, um, just the, the snowflake um, imprint that is on us, that we're very, we're very uh, easily broken in American culture, especially the younger generations, and and so they want to they want to look to strengthen that and all of their practical pieces to it. We can take and leave as followers of Jesus. Take some chew up the meat, spit up spit up the bones, but a really good outline of their outline of American mind. Sweet. <laughs> all right, I've got a couple. I got we a gotta couple, couple dead this. guys. Um, Let's go. We've got uh, Basil on the Holy Spirit, uh, written oh, yeah. in, in the 200s, and yeah. fantastic. He's refuting um, some of the heresies surrounding the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, and just the way that he goes about doing that. Obviously, you know, there's different translations, but um, or or uh, I guess where they've they've translated it from the original language, but it's just phenomenal how that conversations that are happening that long ago are still conversations we're having today. So that was phenomenal, simple, short read. And then Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer when he uh, he was uh, a pastor in World War II who went back to Germany, German pastor, and, and how he stood for truth in the midst of immense uh, cultural pressure where the, the German church was kind of bending over to worship Hitler. Um, he took a stand and used the Sermon on the Mount as kind of the backbone for that. And so that's what life together really unpacks. And then on top of that, one that's a little bit more modern and, and references Bonhoeffer as well as John Tyson's uh, beautiful resistance, the the joy of conviction in a, in a day and age of compromise. And so kind of calls us to the same standard of standing for truth, but um, also in grace within that. So three of those, Basil and the Holy Spirit, um, uh, life together, by Bonhoeffer and a beautiful resistance by John Tyson. Fantastic. 
This is good. This is you're building a library for people right now, guys. Oh yeah, this is amazing. Let's go build a library. Uh, this is my desert island like library right here. Like I just want these books and and no other ones. Yeah, the Bible obviously. Come on, here. I'm trying to stay focused, but I'll just I'll stay in the vein of habits. Uh, this one is called Atomic Habits by James Clear, and uh, so it's good. been it's been a number one bestseller for a while now, and really. It teaches us what forms a habit. How do habits happen? How do we intentionally put on new habits? So if you're struggling to embrace habits, there's some things you want to do. You just you're not getting that breakthrough. This is a great one, and it really ties on to the other ones, the common rule, and you are what you love in the practical sense of how to start a new habit simply. So James Clear, Atomic Habits. Okay, I'm gonna jump back with with Jeff on this and jump into Holy Spirit stuff. Uh, Ivan Satyavrata, uh, a fantastic Indian brother uh, in the the city of Mumbai, a pastor's a great church. He writes a book called The Holy Spirit, Lord and Life Giver. And uh, it's very well done. And even if you are listening and you are not Pentecostal, you will get a lot of great stuff from this book. It's an easy read and um, definitely worth at least purchasing it and having it in your library, even if you don't get to it this summer. How many books have we given? Oh, too many. At oh, least five. <laughs> those, those, uh, those that are, are have stuck with us and are still mm-hmm. continuing to listen because you want more and more and more. We know that if you're like us, and maybe you're not, but you would want to just say, hey, I could, if I am building my library or if I'm thinking through uh, future reads and, and books that I want, just grab this list, you know, hold on to it mm-hmm. and um, reference it. We just want it to be a resource to you. So yeah. save this list and rate and review the podcast to show your appreciation. That would mean the world for us uh, and help yep. people find it as well. Definitely. Is there one more that any of you guys have before we sign off? There's so many. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm, there's probably a lot more. I think this about, list is a good starting point. I'm going yeah. to throw something yeah. totally different out there. It's still a Christian book, but um, I'm going to throw hmm. a, a book called Seven Myths About Singleness. And this is written by Sam Albury. It's a great book. Uh, if you're if you're single and you're struggling with the idea of singleness or finding your value or feeling worthwhile or uh, just finding your identity as a single Christian, this one is awesome. Okay, it's highly encouraging. Speaks to the value of singles uh, in the church and the importance and the purpose and um, myths that have creeped into the church and even the way we talk about being single. And uh, I just really love Sam Albury's approach to this. And he comes from a very unique perspective uh, on that. So that, that'll be my yeah. last one. I just want to do something different, something a little outside of that vein. But we definitely and could do more episodes on books. True. I have one more because I just realized. <laughs> but also, uh, Sam Albury probably, I, I believe, uh, has a very uh, fantastic story as well. Yes. Um, How Not to Read the Bible by Dan Kimball. Uh, fantastic, fantastic read. Uh, and a great starting point. If you're like, ah, how do I read the Bible? 
great starting point right there, along with the Blue Parakeet by Scott McKnight, but I will recommend this one. There it is. I was wondering why you didn't throw that one in yet, Sean. I know. Sorry. I Because I do it so many times on the podcast, you know, we I'm always mentioning the Blue Parakeet, but, uh, but this one, Dan Kimball, really easy to read, fantastic read on um, – how to read the Bible within context, culture, context, yeah. historical context. I got my, I, can I get my last one? Can I get my last, last one? one All right. We didn't really mention any leadership and I know some of us oh, are like leadership yeah. words and leadership stuff, yeah. but I, I'm, I, I know maybe you're not a leadership person, but lead by Paul David Tripp is phenomenal. 12 gospel principles for leading a church and whether you're a leader in church or not, phenomenal book. Um, I can't, I can't share it enough. Uh, there's just things in here that I just think every Christian needs to grab a hold of to Good. walk under the mantle of authority that Jesus walks under. And that way we can lead well as servants, um, laying down our titles and, and those kind of things. So he does a phenomenal job with that and, and will challenge some things. I guarantee it. So if you're, if you're yeah. like, man, I want to buff up my leadership this summer, check out lead by Paul David Tripp. Very I think good. we got all the categories, guys. I think we'll, we, I think we'll, we, do, we'll do one more thing here that we didn't plan. And I will say, how about something that's not a book? How about a podcast? I'll lead the way. In the vein of leadership, uh, the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast is a great podcast tool. Uh, there's a mix of shorter episodes and longer ones, but they're normally around 25 minutes to infuse your leadership as a parent, as a friend, uh, in the business place or in the church. And so uh, we'll put that one in the description as well. But maybe each of you give one podcast recommendation as well. And we'll keep it to that. You got yours, Jeff? Man, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't been podcasting lately, guys. I'm shocked in that the... you didn't say welcome to the table. And so I almost did right now. <laughs> Pearls. Pearls by Christy McClellan. That would be it. She does video. It's a video, a, a vodcast and podcast. Um, fantastic. It's 12 episodes. You can get through, the, through it in the summer. So, pearls. <laughs> Jeff's got if you If you haven't checked out the Silly Graham podcast from the Theos, you guys, um, they're oh. believers, but it's hilarious. And they, yeah, comical. So, it's it's comedy gold. It's It's a lot of like, meme culture so they're yeah it's it's not everyone's cup of tea but i've, I've been enjoying uh the silly Graham podcast awesome so listeners here's what we'd ask of you uh save this episode for the future so you have a resource ready to go and uh grab those books all the links to them are in the description so you can find those really really easily and you don't have to hunt and search for them and then let us know if episodes like this are uh, something that you like, what we can do is you can find us on Instagram. Just look up the WTTT podcast and uh, drop us a DM there and just let us know, hey, I love episodes like this. Maybe even uh, some topic ideas. Hey, I'm looking for books or resources on these topics. And what we could do is periodically we could put out shorter episodes that are just a list of resources on a couple different topics, no matter what they are. And uh, we would love to do that as well because we are absolute nerds and uh, we are reading, yeah. studying and looking for them all the time. I know it's hard to find good resources sometimes. Let us do the work for you. And uh, don't take everything we say. Think critically, uh, process, bring your own perspective, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you through it all. But it's important for us to continue to grow because leaders are learners and followers of Jesus honor him with our body, 
our mind and our soul in all these ways. So thank you for being a part of the show. Rate, review, follow, subscribe wherever you are. And we'll see you on the next episode. Love y'all. Five stars.